Matthew Schneeman. Spoon Jackson has been in prison for 42 years. In that time, he's become a poet and a journalist. This show is about his poetry. Now, I don't like poetry, but after getting to know Spoon, I started to. So this show recreates that process for you. Spoon reads a poem, maybe you like it. Then we put it in context, and at the end, we read the poem again, and hopefully this time, goddammit, you do like it. Spoon is from Barstow, California, the desert. He grew up around endless horizons, silent vistas, and wild dogs. This episode is about dogs. Can you welcome the guests into the show and, and explain what the show is? Welcome to At Night I Fly, hosted by Uncuffed Spoon Jackson and Matthew Schneeman. Shaman. Yeah, you, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Yeah, you ne- I'd slay your name if I did. <laughs> Shaman, Slayman. You want me to slay your name? That's why I didn't send up. <laughs> yes. Name. I got it. It's Shaman. Okay, yeah. hosted by Spoon Jackson and Matthew <laughs> Slayman. Slayman. <laughs> That's me. Hosted by Spoon Jackson and Matthew Slayman. This is the show that will. Touch whatever topic comes up and dive into Star Trek and go into birds and the bees and the dogs. Talk about politics and injustice and inhuman treatment of anything and any people and talk about planets and another galaxy. It's open and honest and, and, and we try to keep it real. On today's episode, Spoon talks about when he hung out with Common, the musician and rapper. I visit a doggy daycare and learn interesting things. It's kind of gross, but <laughs> dogs have um, in their, their anal glands like a sack of bacterial fluid. And we learn about dogs and dog food. It's easy to go and, and point a camera at what goes on in the prison or point a camera at what goes on at the dog food factory. We usually start with the poem, but I want to do this story first. When Spoon was in Lancaster, that's a prison in California, he helped out with a program that rehabilitated dogs from a high-kill shelter so that the dogs could get adopted instead of being killed. Common, the musician, visited the prison to learn more about the dog program. While there, he met Spoon. Here's a clip from the documentary of what Common called the Hope and Redemption Tour. When I got to come here and meet some of you brothers before, one of the most important things that struck me was like, man, people need to see us as people. We're human beings. Spoon was featured in the video. They could be us sitting right here and we could be them. And that's the human element because nothing human is alien to anybody. Sounds quite a bit better than our phone recordings, doesn't it? The magic of this uh, place right here is that everybody in here is striving to be human. I was the lead porter down there, and when I cleaned up the building, it used to be a hole. Spoon told me of the time they converted solitary confinement cells into dog houses. We transformed them into holding cells for the dogs. The dogs would go out there, and they have their little tubs and their little uh, kennels out there for the dogs. What what, what type of dogs? Mm -hmm. They They had dogs that came came from the dog pound that was up for to be killed, euthanized. So we was actually saving the dogs from the death penalty. And then we get the dogs and we would uh, give them all the love in the world. Just love them up. And then they put them online. It's called uh, Pause of Life. It's the program. And uh, we'd love the dogs up, bring them back to health and make sure they're all cool. And 
untraumatize them from the trauma. Because some of them came to the dog pound from being traumatized. Beat. So, so it was a great program to be there to smell the dog and to see the dog, just to hang out with the dog. I got to hang out with them. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. What, do, do you miss that now? Yeah. Yes, I do. I don't think I would miss anything in prison, but I missed it. Dog program, hanging out with the dogs down there, and I would sit there and play my flute, the native flute for them, and it would trip a couple of dogs out. But some of them, this dog name, I'm trying to remember her name. It was a female dog. I think her name was Sheena. Just said that for that's saying her name. I can't remember. It. But I would play, and she was kind of, uh, I don't know, she must have been getting beat or something before, because she was real antsy. But I would sit there by the light pole and play my flute. And this dog would close his eyes and meditate and put his head down and just close his eyes and meditate. I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. You have 60 seconds remaining. Was there anyone that was like a person that you knew that was like really closed off but would really be able to communicate and open up to the dogs when you had them? Uh, well, yeah, they just said it about me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was his dog named Barrister. He was loved up. We loved him up. And so the day they was taking him out to be adopted, just before they, he went out of the gate down at Lancaster on his final walk to freedom, he some kind of way got loose and ran all the way back to the dog building. You know, because he was getting shown so much love there from us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so... Some uh, dogs, them are the lucky dogs, though. Them are the dogs bred. They consider purebred, which is not really true. There ain't no purebred dogs. They all came from from the world. I'm going to read this uh, speech I made for Saint, one of the dogs. Oh, beautiful. So, this is from the dog's point of view, Saint. Some of us pretend to be their best friends because they breed all of the real dog out of us. We cannot choose our own mates or piss and shit where we want. Then they cut our sex and think we must smile. We pretend to be their best friend because we don't know better. They breed all of the wolf, the original hound, out of us. They make toys out of us. They think we could starve without them. We are useless hybrids, no beginning and no end. No instinct and no call of the wild anymore. They greet us like slaves to suit their perceptions of us. They never see us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people would really be doing dogs, taking them to barber shop, dogs, barber shop, dogs, restaurants, and all that little shit. That's kind of crazy. Uh, well, now we're getting somewhere. You want me to look into um, one of the fancy dog spas uh, where they like dress the dogs up that's and. Not- no, I don't. That's up to you. I mean, if you don't know if you want to piss some people off. All right, that's that's what I'll do. I'll go to a, a dog groomer. Like a, I'll find, I'll find the fanciest dog groomer I can, and I'll see if I can get an interview. I went to Zen Animals in Brooklyn, New York. They do doggy daycare, grooming, spa. Hi, I'm Matthew. Um, I think I was going to talk to Gabriella, the uh, owner, gave me a tour. Yes. A lot of projects? Yes, yeah, yeah. that's Sorry, I'm early. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, like all the side services, nail clipping, ear cleaning, gland expression. Mm. What was the last one? Gland expression? Yeah, what's that? But, uh, <laughs> it's kind of gross, but <laughs> dogs have um, in their, their anal glands, 
they have like a sack of bacterial fluid mm -hmm. that tends to fill up. Uh, if it doesn't get expressed and it is full, it can start to cause an infection. Yeah, yeah. It can rupture. What does express mean? So we will just, um, you know, you press a certain area that releases the fluid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? Today I, I went and talked to some dog groomers. And you told them about dog karma rescue? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's so cool. Actually, my groomer, he, um, he did a program like that in Brazil where there was like um, people coming out of jail who didn't have any working skills and they created a program where he taught them grooming. They probably love that too, the dog lovers, they, oh, yeah, they, they stick together. Then I told them that you think um, all the dog grooming and all the stuff that they do is crazy. Okay. He thinks he would think that this place is crazy. Okay, um, I feel him. I mean, we try. Like, I totally I get didn't that. Say that. You said something like no, that. No, I didn't say that. No, I, 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 didn't say I, it was I crazy. read them some quotes from you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was crazy though. Ain't nothing wrong with them cleaning a dog. Go back and tell him that you do it. <laughs> what? What quote? Like what quote? Uh, there's no purebred dog. True, there ain't no purebred dog. They all come from the womb. They all came from from the womb. There is, um, you know, a big scene and a big industry of breeding show dogs. But what do you, what do you think people are going for when they do that? Is it just? I kind of think it's just like as like a cultural thing that's just kind of totally crazy. a cultural thing. Like, like, I mean, status no symbol. It's it's it. culture. Yeah, it's sort of like a lot of the stuff that we do, right? <laughs> I mean, like tattoos, fashion, you know, anything that we're kind of society is into, um, a way of expressing our individuality. But this is with animals. This isn't just like a tattoo. Right. Like, do you feel any, like, I'm, I think I'm- Like we're exploiting the dogs? Yeah, I think like we're- um, you know? No, that's what I'm saying. They created some, some mutant uh, creature that really wouldn't exist other than in that creation that they made. Ain't no way in hell you see a little dog that's no bigger than somebody's fist, like that girl uh, got, uh, from Hilton. She got a dog no bigger than a fist. That shit don't exist. That mm -hmm. dog could get ate up by a cat. We got to get your um, references up to date. That that was from Paris Hilton from like 15 years ago or something. Oh, you don't know who Paris Hilton is? She's old, man. That was like 15 years ago. Honestly, like dogs, they are domesticated, so they're not like a wild animal. See, I like, you know, I understand dogs when you just leave them in the backyard. They're not house dogs. That don't seem right house dogs. And they do need to be groomed, you know, for their health. Like I said, the anal gland expression, mm -hmm. um, you know, nail trimming, because um, they're not necessarily going out enough or in an environment where their nails will naturally be filed down. Mm. Dogs are meant to be out in, with nature. They, they aren't meant to be cool. They did. They built their own houses. And their houses would be caves. I, I don't think they're having a bad life. I mean, any more than you could say we are. You know, we're kind of in this. Ooh. You know what I mean? I don't want to go there. That's a whole other yeah, interview. Yeah. But uh oh, the mirror is. is yeah, <laughs> I think it's like right. We're living within this society. It's sort of like a reflection of of our nature. It's not. It's created. It's man-made. You know, all mm -hmm. of the social media. It's created within society. The dog, the pet industry, that's kind of part of that. And it is similar to our own, you know, the lives that we create for ourselves. Could I go in there and get some dog sounds? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs>
buddy. Big fluffy ones, you got small fluffy ones, you got this one right here. I love that guy. Like, I kind of agree with him in a lot of ways, but at the same time, I... Well done, but the microphone looks like something. Oh yeah, they, they want to chew on that. You know, the things that they will find interesting and cool and fun for their dogs. I, I like this concept. I like having a doggy daycare. I interviewed another guy. My name is Jackson Landers. I'm an author, sometimes a civil rights journalist, and sometimes a documentary filmmaker. Who did a long piece about how they were finding that dead dog, like dog meat, was found in dog food. That what was found in dog food? Dog, like other dogs. Oh, I ain't never heard that before, because the dogs we had down in Lancaster, they got fed better grade of sausage and, and meat than we got. Spoon's not kidding. In 2014, he wrote an article for the Sacramento Bee. Quote, It's difficult to not be envious of the high-priced meat and vegetable logs, the high-grade mackerel and cheese jerky, and peanut butter treats the hounds get. End quote. Hello, Jackson. Yeah. This is Matthew Schneeman. Hey, how are you doing? I talked to Jackson Landers, not about high-quality dog food, but low-quality dog food. The rendering industry. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about your wonderful piece on Slate, um, Dog Eat Dog. I can't remember the full title. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah about the dog food. You wrote, I think in closing, you wrote something. Uh, you wrote, the more that I learn about the pet food business. Specifics of where this protein comes from, stuff from zoos, stuff from poultry plants. While writing this article, the less significant the cannibalism aspect seemed to me. Stuff from cattle processing facilities, stuff from like veterinarians and, and, and animal shelters in Los Angeles County. My initial outrage at feeding dogs to dogs gave way to outrage at dogs being overproduced and dumped in shelters to be killed in the first place. And, and that's not where I thought I would go. Like when I started working on that story, it was actually because I had read people stating that there's a lot of feathers from the poultry industry that go into dog food. So I did, started doing research. I couldn't substantiate it. But what I found along the way was all this stuff about rendered pets going into pet food. And at first, I was really mad because I had dogs at the time. And I was really upset about that. And then it was as I started reading like papers and like USDA policies and manuals on the rendering process and really getting into the, to the like specifics of where this protein comes from. And my mind changed. So the more you wrote about the rendering process, the more I was like, wait, no, this looks like recycling. This looks like they're, they're trying yeah. harder <laughs> than we are to... To do something with it. Yeah, like you can't... Yeah, they're, they're taking something that's there. They're not the people to be mad at. And that's how do uh, Dead Dog ended up in dog food. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, but I'm not going to feed a dog a dog. Yeah, 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 that, that makes sense. Uh, but at, at at the dog program at prison, you talked about how they got better food than you. Like, you would get fake soy and they would get real meat, right? Yeah. They couldn't get a dog soy. It was against the law to get a dog soy, but we'd get soy. Hell, I should tell you something. Hmm. Uh what about what about growing up when you had the greyhounds to hunt like the rabbits and everything? What would you feed those dogs? Well, I, you know, we used to feed them uh, real meat, guts from the animals we had hunted. Yeah. We got 
dog food periodically, but we couldn't afford dog food. We used to go to Santa Fe. We go to the Harvey House, Santa Fe rest, Railroad Station, where there's a restaurant called Harvey House. And all the slop that they would throw away, we'd get the slop, feed it to the hogs, and the, the meat parts of it, we'd feed it to the dog. Yeah. At this point in the program, we usually reread the poem from the beginning, but we're not going to do that. I mean, we didn't do it for the first episode. We're not going to do it for this episode. We will do that, though. That is the, the how the show normally goes. But these two episodes were good introductions into Spoon's character, yada yada. The point is, Spoon has a, a, a similar poem. Uh, it's actually from his play. Here's a little song I wrote. That he's working on. Uh, about dogs, and it's a great one. So I thought, let's just do this one because it's cool. For the best friends, for the dogs. Gonna be sung by one of the dogs, probably, if they like it. Best friends, they say it's okay to trade us and parade us around like toy clowns. They treat us and breed us, not caring we are alive. They say it's okay to spade us and take away our sex because they don't understand us. They think it makes us better, easier to handle, easier to swindle. They never understood our ways or they would not brand us. They don't see the pain while they pretend to be our best friends. We lose our hearts, our spirits are taken apart. What have we This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. What have we done to deserve such friendship? You think because you feed us, you love us and own us? They don't understand the dirt that the moon lives in our hearts. We howl when we feel apart. Best friends don't do that. They don't take away our doghood. They don't fill our heads full of fog. They don't take away our wow and call us best friends. When will it end, this best friend? Um, let's do a conclusion. Thanks for listening. I'm Matthew Schneeman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the attraction of At Night I Fly. And we hope that you will fly with us wherever we go. If you have any questions, if you have any questions for at night I fly, about prison, about injustice, about love, about about why we don't treat each other better, get asked. Well, why did, I'll ask that question for them. How come we don't treat each other better? But what's your answer? You're asking me. You're asking me. I'm asking. <laughs> You not? That's the question they gonna ask. What? I, I want. I don't know what you. What is the question? Um, why don't we treat each other better? Because people are bloody ignorant apes. <laughs> That's what Sammy Beckett said, and where you fucking go. Spoon's poetry book that we usually use for this show is called Longer Ago. The play that we used for this episode is not published yet. Spoon's memoir by heart is available through New Village Press, and the podcast he works on, Uncuffed, is available on all podcast platforms. 
There's a petition on change.org for Spoon's life sentence to be reevaluated. I'm Matthew Schneeman. I produced, did the music, and edited this episode. Is that, is that, is that in style? I can dig it. <laughs> I, think, I think that went out of style way.